2: Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: Now what you want to do? Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers? Uh, 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 uh. Want to rumble with the B, huh? I'm just playing around. Keith McPherson on the fan right back at it. In here watching the highlights from all my rowdy friends that were here from Monday night. Let's do some um, Monday into Tuesday morning. Good morning, good morning. Let's do some Tuesday morning quarterback in here. Oh, them boys were scrapping. Yeah, they were fighting after the Rangers game. You know, dude got at Shesterkin. And that's not smart. But they were fighting in front of... Uh, all the cameras and whatnot in the NFL this weekend. You guys saw that little skirmish with Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, former Jet Elijah Moore, and then the Browns. That's all the Browns needed. It scared me tonight, right, because that, that fired up the Browns. The Browns went out there with P.J. Walker, the pride of Elizabeth, New Jersey, journeyman. And they said, we could beat the Niners. And the Niners beat the Cowboys And beat the brakes off the Cowboys last week. So I'm thinking, oh, don't let them beat you twice. And then they show up to L.A. So far, I got to go to that stadium. My sister lives out in L.A. She's been there multiple times. I'm like, that don't sound right. I've never been there. It's a palace, a football palace. But no fans of either one of those teams. Either way, the Chargers go out there. They're fighting. And Dante Fowler pops Austin Eckler's helmet off. Welcome back after missing three weeks. And... I'm thinking, oh, the, the Chargers are ready to play. The Cowboys aren't. The Chargers are ready to fight. They're coming off a bye week. They get Derwin James back. They get Austin Eckler back. They're healthy. Here we go. America's team to laugh at. The Cowboys are going to get embarrassed. I've seen the Chargers embarrass Dallas. Remember Thanksgiving like three years ago, maybe four years ago? They embarrassed the Cowboys in Jerry World. But you know what? They're embarrassing. It was not the Kellen Moore... Revenge game. You know, I thought Kellen Moore was going to go out there and and carve them up. But it's not him playing. You know, it's him calling the plays. He's a better play caller than Mike McCarthy. Confirmed. I can't with Mike McCarthy. They got to fire him. I'll sacrifice this season. I don't think this is another season that Dallas is winning 12 games. So if they come up short and miss the playoffs and they let Mike McCarthy go, I'd be fine with that. Because all the talk was... You got to let Mike McCarthy call plays. He's a play caller. That's what he did with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers wanted him out of there. He didn't like his play calling. Aaron Rodgers won MVP without him calling the plays because he's too conservative and too dry and too vanilla. You got to take chances in the NFL to win, literally. Every team has to go for it. You have to take chances, whether that means you're throwing interceptions, whether that means you're turning the ball over on downs, that is how the game is won and lost. All of these guys are pros. All of these guys play at the highest level. All of these guys were good in college and are freaks of nature to win the game. Hello. You play to win the game, and you got to take chances. We'll, we'll come back to that in a second when we talk about the Jets. But there it is. Cowboys win 20-17. to 17, A bounce-back performance from Dak Prescott. The whole world loves to rain on Dakota Rain Prescott. I mean, the guy bounced back tonight 21 to 30, 272 yards. He had that first TD on the ground looking like Mississippi State Dak. I didn't know he could still do that. If you've heard me talk about him, I'm like, he's got to run a little bit. He can't be scared. That's a design zone read, right? That's a design play. Hey, if this guy crashes down, he almost fumbled the ball. This guy crashes down, you read that, you take that, you run it in, 18 yards. And then he also had a passing touchdown. CD Lamb, you got, yo, I don't understand why we have all these NFL players talking about. Current players, so, like, negatively disparaging. Like, these guys, so, like, Dante Whitner, Oh, Dak sucks. Bro, you you haven't made even close to the amount of money that Dak is making. No one knows who you are compared to Dak Prescott. He stiff-armed you uh, into Monday last time he saw you, so you're mad. You know, Richard Sherman had something to say about CeeDee Lamb. Oh, he's not a number one receiver. He is a number one receiver. But in Mike McCarthy's offense against... A defense with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw and Nick Bosa and the rest of those uh, 49ers, they were neutralized. And CD had to talk with Dak, and Dak got him the ball, and that's that's good to see. That's positive. So, so for the Dallas Cowboys fans out there, the team is mediocre. The team is mid, but they're two games above 500. They're four and two. They're most likely going to be in the playoffs. And now we're hitting the part of the NFL season where everyone's hurt. Everyone's missing a starter. We're a few weeks away from the trade deadline, moves are going to be made, and there are no more undefeated teams now. Everyone's got a loss. So, who do you think is the best team in the league, right? Anybody can get beat. Anybody can get god. That's why they literally say any given Sunday. The Lions are 5 and 1, the Dolphins are 5 and 1, the 49ers are 5 and 1, the Eagles are 5 and 1, the Chiefs are 5 and 1. Who's the best team out of those teams? The best team or the team that eventually wins the Super Bowl might not be In that group. Now I say that to say this. The Jets aren't winning the Super Bowl. But BT might convince you. BT might be the first voice you hear in the morning like I did on the fan. Talking about Jets in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, hey, yo. Wait. Why? Because they beat the NFC representatives from the Super Bowl last year. Congrats to the Jets though. I'm like, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm I'm a Dallas fan. I was cracking up watching that. I'm like, okay. Like they they're gonna keep playing like this, the Jets are gonna beat them. Like they're playing into the Jets' hands. They're gonna they're gonna be able to beat them, and they did. Joe Douglas versus his former team. Mark Sanchez on the call. Jalen Hurts, just like you know, there's some times with Jalen Hurts where he's really dominant, and there's other times like that where he does he looks pedestrian. He does not look like he's uh one of the highest ranked quarterbacks, highest paid quarterbacks in the league, runner up for MVP. But that Jets defense is for real at every level. And even without Sauce and DJ Reed, they showed you the strength of that defense. What is the the strength of the Jets defense? The D line. Too many dogs. You heard me saying that when we were watching Hard Knocks. They got too many dogs on that defensive line. They're fresh, and they're hungry, and they're ready to go. And there were injuries on both sides, right? Darius Slay, Jalen Carter. There was injuries on both sides. I think that's where the game got interesting before it even started, because you didn't know what to think. Oh, some people were saying, you know, the Jets give them no shot. I know I didn't pick them. The Eagles haven't lost a regular season game, like going back to last year. The last game the Eagles lost was the Super Bowl, and they barely lost that game. So I'm not thinking they're coming into Jet Life Stadium, especially with their South Jersey fans up the turnpike saying, go Birds. They went home with an L and went right to Citizens Bank Park tonight. We'll talk about that too, but I don't want to keep uh, rambling. Now we have enough calls. I want to get to some of you guys, and I'll fill in the blanks the rest of the way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling the show. Young Josh in Passaic. first up. Go for it.
4: Hey, Keith, how you doing?
3: Good, man, good. Just a little congested out here, you know. It's just regular, like, seasons changing. I'm blaming the baby, and, like, it is what it is, but it sucks because, like, I have a job where I'm self-conscious about my own voice. Like, if you're nasally or congested, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't sound as bad as I think.
4: I I caught a cold the second I got back from Florida. It was so cold there, and every morning I scooted her to my school, and it's like 40 degrees that's and I'm frozen that time I come to you, my school. You need to put
3: on a coat, young man. You need to go ahead and have on a jacket.
4: I know I lost mine, so I've got to get a new one. But I'll get to that. A hoodie, a hoodie then, a good hoodie. Whatever works. So, first, so somebody came over to me, like, before the last Jets game. He's like to me, I was listening to your call last week. And he's like, people You're recognize you. People recognize you in where, where? was this? In my school, he came over to me. Yes, he told me that while well, saying that Zach Wilson hasn't proven anything after that, after the Chiefs game, that he, he still needs to do it again and show that he could throw a few touchdowns and lead a few more good drives. And he tells me how how really he is progressing. And if you look at the last three weeks, he really hasn't done anything specific. Right? He gave away that game versus the Chiefs with that snap. He gave he almost gave away the Broncos game with the pick to Sertan. And last week he didn't too much. It was a Jets defense. So can you imagine if the Jets had Aaron Rodgers yeah, with this defense? I, I'm, I
3: was actually imagining as I was watching watching the game. I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> like Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers could play, the the worst version of Aaron Rodgers, which we saw last year, they they might be undefeated. I, I'm watching that game saying they shouldn't have lost to the Patriots. I'm watching that game saying Aaron Rodgers would make this team that much better. That's why they did all they could to go get him. And it sucks that we don't get to see that. And Aaron Rodgers is going to play his little Jedi mind tricks and talk about dolphins and, yeah, you put your timelines on me and I'm, I'm doing all this alternative rehab, whatever, bro. You're not stepping out on that field. It's Zach Wilson. And like you just said, right, Zach Wilson was 19 of 33 for 186 yards. He's not good on third down. They don't punch the ball into the end zone. His quarterback rating was a 39.5. Like, like if we compare that to the rest of quarterbacks around the league, I don't have to. I just know you can. You don't even have to know the numbers. You can just watch and and like. I'm like, damn. We celebrate this kid for doing the, the bare minimum.
4: One of six of his yards were from a great Garrett Wilson catch. So really take that take I, that catch I, out. I and I down will, I, like
3: I said, I'm done trashing him. I will give him credit for two things. He is managing the game enough for them to win. That's he hasn't all he messed up do. enough for them to lose. Exactly, he's not lo- and he's not turning the ball over and and being scared to throw the ball and spiking the ball into the ground or throwing it away to where they're losing. He he's managing enough and he's not turning it over. He's he's not winning or losing the game. He's he's taking the snaps. He's getting the ball to where it's got to go enough for the defense to be able to hold it down. Back to back wins. Zach Wilson has a, a good amount of of, of wins under his belt actually in my notes uh okay i don't know he's he's one of the strangest quarterbacks in the league he's got 11 wins in his career only six touchdowns in those wins <laughs> how does that work how does that happen
4: i know and listening, listening to the giants i mean what i really i'm just to just, just leave me confused so what i'm like wanting even though it doesn't really make sense is just want like a uh, hybrid i want I want Tyra Taylor to lead the drive. And when they get in, like the Reds, they get the five-yard line, then you put <laughs> Daniel Jones in. Because the difference between Tyra Taylor and Daniel Jones, what I saw, is Tyra Taylor ducks out of the sack, mm-hmm. and Daniel Jones just tucks into the set.
3: They're different style players. Uh, they move differently. It's funny, because fr- I just laughed. Like, I was about to say, oh, you want like a college style... Uh, like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with the hot hand and we do uh, up
4: a little Trey Lance first year.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with the hot hand, or we're gonna go situational, or we're gonna have a package for Tyrod. I mean, nah, they're not gonna do that because they paid one of these guys, Daniel Jones, forty million. What I think they should do is give him another week, see how he's doing, and also give us another week to look at Tyrod. Because when I'm watching that game, I'm like, Tyrod is a pro. Tyrod is a veteran. And he might not wow you, but he is moving the the chains. And and yes, it helps to have Saquon back because Daniel Jones was out there without Saquon. But I'm like Tyrod will throw the ball, and Tyrod is is, is hitting receivers. He's making his reads. Obviously, he had the most bonehead of bonehead things I've seen in a while. I'm I'm laying in bed watching the game when he checked to the run. I, I think I tweeted about it. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> like there's no situation Dable chewed him out, which I think Brian Dable's got to stop. He's got to stop. Like, we all can see you. You're doing too much with the yelling. Like, it's it's over the top. You know, I, I know when I played, I, I hated coaches that were like that. Like, okay, bro, enough. But uh, when that play happened with Tyrod Taylor checking to a run to Saquon and the clock running out and just them getting no points, I'm like, yo, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. So. I said the QB has to have more of a sense of urgency and awareness in that spot. He hasn't been in a game, I know, but that's inexcusable. You can't get down there and leave with nothing before the half. That changes the game. You get those three points there, you could have had that, uh, another field goal there and wouldn't have needed a, a touchdown to win. You could have kicked a field goal. So, you know, you check into a run, that puts your running back who missed three weeks, who's back off a bum ankle, that puts your running back up against their defense and the clock. So not only does he have to score, if he doesn't score, he's got to be able to get up, and you got to get your whole offense back to clock. It was just bad, and that's why Debo was bugging out, freaking out. But uh that gave the Bills some mo- momentum and belief going into half, and they came out in the second half and they're like, "Oh, we score touchdowns. This is our this is our building. We can score two touchdowns and win the game. These guys aren't going to punch it in."
4: The Bills what they're doing, they just kept on jumping on Barkley, not letting anybody get back up to so snap when he come, I mean, I don't know what what was more frustrating, the play call of that, or when the Giants did like two QB sneaks in a row, uh, with, when they had Joe Judge, but what I want to say with, uh,
3: <laughs> that, was, that was terrible, backed up in your own territory, doing a QB sneak in the NFL, like, that's hey, what, something, what do, you, what do
4: you think is worse?
3: That's worse, because that's like, that's like, I don't even know, that, I wouldn't even say that's JV, you don't have any other plays you could run? Have any other plays you could run to get out? Like, I don't know. That was sad. so they went out
4: and got Tyrod Taylor so do I have to do QB sneaks as a quarterback.
3: No, they went out and got Tyrod Taylor because they didn't believe in Daniel Jones. And here we are in year two with Tyrod, who makes a pretty good salary for a backup. And no, it's not a quarterback controversy yet, but I think they say, Hey, Daniel, uh, you know, make sure that neck is good. Um, pause. <laughs> hey, Daniel, take care of your neck injury. And uh, hey yo. Make sure make sure you're all good to go for the matchup against the Jets. We're going to run Tyrod out there against the Commanders, who I think the Giants could beat. And 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 hopefully he builds off of having another week to watch film, another week to go into the game. That's why I I gave him an excuse. I said he hasn't been in a game situation in a long time and he said, "I saw a look that I thought would have benefited us to check to the run, but he had a brain fart in that that situation." You don't have the time to run the ball. That's going to eat the clock. That's that's the half.
4: My main thing I'm thinking, like after the game, except for the mistakes, is just the sack difference between them. But what I want to say about the Astros Rangers, I just hope that Max Scherzer can do whatever like he always does in big moments and turn the series around. At least give me one good memory as a Mets fan for this year. Just give up like seven runs in like two innings, turn the series around, and let the Astros win the next few games. That'd totally be great. Keith, thanks for taking my call and hopefully the devils can start rebounding. I don't know. Hey, it's early, day, it's whatever. early, it's early.
3: There's a lot of hype around the devils. Thanks for the call, Josh. I, I caution y'all. Every time, chill with the hype. Don't believe the hype. This is the hype machine. This is the hype capital, the mecca of hype. All the hype trains run through where we are. <laughs> and there's a hype train that runs from uh Newark Penn Station right where the where the Devils are. The Devils are going to be a good team, but they're a few games in. They're not going to have a 13 game heater to start the season. It's okay. Rangers are a good team, too. And I think there's some people that were down on the Rangers, and the Rangers are like, what the hell? <laughs> Hello. We're, we're still the New York Rangers. We're going to win games. Like right. We'll get to the puck, but uh, what was I just thinking there? I'm not rooting for Max Scherzer. I'm not, I mean, like, I'm also. I guess I am rooting for Max Scherzer. I I, I don't know. It's weird because I think he's a bum. I think I think he's he's a weirdo. I think it's crazy how he threw the Mets under the bus, let their business out there, told Ken Rosenthal all that stuff just so he could get out of jail free card. Then even talking about oh yeah, you know, talking to my wife, bro. I don't care about the conversations with your wife about the Mets not going for it this year. And then look where this guy ends up with the Texas Rangers who have a 2-0 lead, he he's like he gets to pitch Game 3. And he might end up in the World Series this year. I just hate when, when losers get rewarded like that. So like I can't root for Max Scherzer, but I also can't root for the Astros. I do want to see the Rangers win. So hopefully like Scherzer gets rocked and it's like a back-and-forth game and, and the bullpen holds it down and the Rangers win it. The Rangers haven't lost yet. Hello, alert to anyone not watching the postseason, the Texas Rangers are undefeated. In October, they're not losing. And they beat the Astros the first two games at Minute Maid Park, which has been a house of horrors for the Yankees. It's refreshing to see somebody else in the ALCS besides the Yankees against the Astros and not fear them and be able to hit and be able to pitch and have success in Houston. 877 337 if you're watching the postseason, chicks dig the long ball. The Phillies are winning by hitting the ball out of the park. And I hate how everything comes back to the Yankees, but the Phillies just broke the Yankees record for postseason home runs in a three-game span. They've hit 12 home runs in a three-game span. The Yankees have hit 11 in a three-game span. I'm not sure which year it was. I'm have not done that research. I saw the stat uh, on MLB Network after the game. Also, Kyle Schwarber now has the most leadoff home runs in postseason history, I believe. I saw that as well. They got it, man. They got a bunch of guys. Meanwhile, today I'm reading, uh, shout out to my guy Brendan Cuddy and Chris Kirshner. I've had them both on. You guys have probably heard me bring BK on. BK is the man. Chris, too. Chris is from the Bronx and like used to cover NBA for like the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now got his actual dream job this season to cover the Yankees. And the Yankees were trash. (laughs) What a nightmare. Dream turn nightmare. But BK and CK put together this survey on the athletic. They surveyed Yankees fans. There was over 5,000 responses. And it don't make me feel too good about the future. But Phillies take a 1-0 lead tonight. They win 5-3 over the Diamondbacks. The three guys that hit the home runs. I mean... Kyle Schwarber starts the party. Bryce Harper on his birthday. That was the lock of all locks. I saw my guy Ryan from uh BR Betting, BR gambling. I'm friends with all of the like Bleacher Report gambling guys. So proud of them because when that, that started off as just an idea and something that like they weren't sure was going to stick, and Bleacher Report also wasn't even sure they were going to keep it. And now that's blown up and they, they give out locks, they give out parlays. My boy Mike gave out the first touchdown tonight. Keenan Allen, like they're getting people paid off that, but Ryan was like, "Oh, I'm fading Bryce Harper. He always he's the anti. So he he fades the superstars in whatever matchup. Nope, Brian uh, Bryce Harper made him pay right away. Nick Castellanos, Casty's been going crazy. He's hitting a home run every night. And the Phillies are rolling. You know, I got to do a Casamigos big shot of the night, and it might as well be Zach Wheeler, former Met. Zach Wheeler goes out there six innings, gives up three hits, two runs, and when you have the the offense that they have. You're good. You're good. You're good. And the Phillies, they look like the experience from last year mixed with some of the the players that they have this year, pretty much the same guys, uh, a couple different guys mixed in the outfield and, you know, their fans, 45,396 Philly fans on a Monday night showing up there to say, I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Like, I kind of hate that they have a song. You know, obviously, Yankees, we play Frank and start spread in the news. But that's like a new age song for them. They have like a new age song that their fans sing after the games. They got it. Phillies got it. Phillies got it. I mean, the Eagles lost, but they've got the MVP of the NBA and Bryce Harper and the Phillies. And it looks like they're going to go back to the World Series. So if you want to talk baseball, I'm here. I know you guys want to talk football, though. We haven't spoken too much about one side or the other. I think we've we've you know spoken on both Jets and Giants. Are the Jets going to trade for a wide receiver? I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that. AJ and Port Jeff, talk to me. You're on the fan.
5: Keith, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call.
3: Thanks for calling in. I'm all right. How are you?
5: Doing all right, man. Driving home from work. Worked a late night shift tonight, so enjoying listening to your show on my way home. Um, listen, I wanted to talk about the Jets win yesterday. Obviously, you know, I got to give. Um, you know, I'm, I've been critical as much as anyone else on over the last couple of years. But i got to give the guy, you know, some flowers. He does still make some questionable decisions. Um, but you look you look at the situation this team was put in four plays into the year, and we've beaten Buffalo. Uh, we took Kansas City down to the wire, and then we just beat the reigning Tennessee champion Super Bowl runner-ups yesterday. wasn't pretty, but this defense, man. One guy, you're talking about the Jets front seven. Um, I got a hot take. Well, it's not a hot take. It's not really, really. It's cooled down because everyone's starting to see it. Quincy Williams is as good as – almost as good as Fred Warner and as good as any backer in the league, man. That guy flies around the field. He's the Jets' defensive MVP to this point. He flies around the field like a missile. Every play, he's, get, he's mixing it up.
3: Yeah, he's on I one mean, this year. I'm like, did did, did them paying his brother – did his brother kick him some bread or get him some? I'm like, he's, he's a difference maker this year. He stands out when you watch the Jets play. I feel like oh maybe he put the God. league on notice this year because not too many people talk about him nationally. They are now after that game. Oh, my God. He's like a – He's a, he's a heat-seeking to- missile. And, like, as soon as you start talking about Salah, I thought about the viral video of Salah doing his celebration, the, like, fist pump. And, like, Salah is not – he's not the coach that, like, knows the whole offense or knows when to call a, a timeout. But he's a player's oh. coach – that knows how to connect with his players and has his players back and will get in front of the media and defend them, whether he's talking about receipts, whether he's saying, oh, Zach Wilson's our guy and we're going to win a lot of games, or he's talking about, yo, we embarrass these quarterbacks. We've gone through a gauntlet, but we're still winning. We are still alive. We still have a season, and we're not the same old Jets. That's
5: right, and, you know, you said it. You you described it perfectly. That's how I feel. X's and O's wise. Listen, he's a great defensive coach. We saw what he did in San Fran as the coordinator. We see what he does with the Jets. I don't think he knows much about the offense, which is okay. But he keeps this team together. And you hear these guys, it's not, it's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And you hear these players constantly, wins, losses, always talking about, we play for each other, we love each other. This team really loves each other. And I think it goes a long way.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, the whole know, I, I got your back thing. Uh, Garrett Wilson after the game. Nobody believed but the Jets. AJ, I'll say this. You know, I, I try to give guys credit where credit is due. And last year, everybody was dogging Rob Sala about how the team got behind Mike White. How the team had T-shirts on and how, you know, they they you know completely, like, discarded Zach Wilson and didn't care about him. Well, that didn't happen twice. It seems like these guys believe in Zach Wilson. They have his back. And they, they, they're they like, hey, this is our quarterback. This is our QB2. We lost Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to tank. We're going to back Zach, and we know his shortcomings. We practice against so him. We're around the guy. We watch film. But we can make up for it on defense. We can get the ball back. Like, we can make up for it on defense by stopping the offense. Like, we can do our part on the other side of the ball. It's not all on Zach Wilson, and we're not turning our backs on this kid. We're not throwing him under the bus. We did that last year, and we lost six games in a row to blow our season. The Jets' season is alive and well. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm also not saying they're going to the playoffs. But, like, you can believe whatever you want to believe, and you have all the right to going into the bye week with back-to-back wins, being 3-3 three and three after losing Aaron Rodgers four plays in.
5: Hey, you know what? Before I hang up, and I really appreciate you letting me talk a little bit, I have one, one hot take on the Jets before I hang up. I'm looking at the schedule today. I hate to look ahead and be this guy, but that's what we do as fans in New York, right? I'm calling it right now. 10-7, wild card weekend. Aaron Rodgers returns. The Jets wild card playoff game. You heard it here first.
3: AJ and Port Jeff. <laughs> See, like, this is entertainment, right? The whole tagline of the NFL this year is, you can't make this up. But you can make it up. Like, I feel like this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, he's playing into it. Like, Aaron Rodgers Rodgers being on the field throwing, you know, them showing him. To me, I'm like, this is propaganda. This is propaganda like showing Taylor Swift. It's got nothing to do with the game. Show me him talking to Zach Wilson. But you know what? They did show that later. They did show him on the sideline. Aaron Rodgers does have an, an effect on the Jets. That's why they're not the same old Jets. That's why they're not throwing Zach Wilson under the bus. He is there. He's respected by everyone that's in the NFL, that watches the NFL. He's Aaron Rodgers. And like him being out there throwing the ball, just starting the conversation. That's why I call it a Jedi mind trick because it's just starting the conversation on Pat McAfee's show, which they pay him a million dollars to do. We learned that last week. That's why he's still making those appearances. <laughs> that money's in the bank. But like the pregame show, national attention on, okay, we've never seen a guy rupture his Achilles in week one, and be walking like this, be out on the field throwing the ball, and sure, you know, your Achilles is not in your arm. His, You know, he's all upper body throwing the ball. But it it is part of the entertainment. It is part of the movie. It is part of making not only Jets fans believe, but the actual Jets, coaches and players believe, hey, we just got to stay above water. He's coming back. Hey, you see him walking around. This guy is not like everybody else. He's immunized. He's different. He can come back, and not in the playoffs. He can come back before the regular season's over. And if that happens, find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. 877-337-6666. Like, it's entertainment, folks. It's a game. It's your favorite team. Being three and three after many were were ready to say the season's over. They should be four and two. They shouldn't have lost that game to the Patriots. They should be four and two going in a bye. Call me up. We gotta take this break here. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Manning calling signals, takes a
5: snap, looks left, hobs it left, first is wide open, touchdown Giants, and a left corner of the end zone. Touchdown. For 35 seconds to go, and the Giants regain the lead,
6: manning the first.
2: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
7: Welcome. Welcome. The
3: Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tonight's Casamigos Big Shot of the Night, I can't go and give it to a former Met. I'm going to stay with Monday Night Football and give it to Dak Prescott. I mean, the guy was hated on so much after Sunday Night Football last week. It was crazy. No, he didn't have a good game, and when uh, I went back and saw some of those picks, they weren't all on him, but they always are on you on the stat sheet. He could have let the Niners beat him twice. He didn't. He comes out there tonight, right? You just heard me say uh, Zach Wilson had a 39 quarterback rating in the game that he won on Sunday. Dak had a 109.3 QB rating. He was 21 of 30 passing for 312 yards, two touchdowns. He ran one in, threw one in. And he silenced his critics again. On a primetime game, on Monday Night Football, everybody watching against a decent team, a team that went to the playoffs last year, they need to go ahead and fire Brandon Staley ASAP. But, you know, Dak Prescott, again, shows you, hey, I can get it done. I can get it done. I might not be the upper echelon, but this is why they pay me the big bucks. I am an NFL quarterback. And my man, C.D. Lamb, my number one receiver, uh, we had to make the change. We had to make sure we got the ball to him. He throws the C.D. Seven targets, seven catches, 117 yards, and one dub. How about them Cowboys? Dak Prescott, your Casamigos, big shot of the night. All right, back to the phones we go. This show is smoking by. I've said enough. You guys have heard every thought and take about the Jets and the Giants. There's nothing I can say different. I listen to the fan like you do. I listen to all the uh, talk from BT and Sal, uh, Evan and Tiki. You know, I don't think I'm going to say anything different, but maybe somebody will call and I'll think of some things. One thing I will say with the Jets, I hate that this is the theme as we watch this movie, right? Win a game, lose a starter. Joe Tippman is out. It's like, damn, we can't have anything. It's like a sacrifice. It's like to, to get a win, why do we have to lose an important player? That guy's been playing well. The, I mean, the, the Jets' offensive line isn't spectacular, but they're they're doing all right. I don't know how they don't sign Lyle Collins already. Like, I wouldn't have let that guy leave. Uh, they got to shore up the, the offensive line, and they're down another guy. So, Vera Tucker in the Denver win, Tipman in the Eagles win. And I don't know. I would I would have Lyle Collins in there ASAP. Shout out to Justin Pugh. Straight off the couch. Right? <laughs> now they got to pay that guy, right? Straight off the couch. You see that intro, and he, he literally comes in straight off the couch. And he's ready to go. He's playing guard. He's got to bump over to play tackle. No problem. 33 years old. You know, some guys, some guys could just get it done. Some guys are just, just dogs. Some guys are just ballers. They don't need that much run. You know, they don't need that much time to get ready. Stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. Rocco and Saratoga, I know he's ready. Back on the fan.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, Keith. You know I'm ready. You know I'm ready. Let's go. Let's play some ball. Center field, dude. Let's go. Fogelberg, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Let's roll. Hey, Keith, another Benadryl night, huh?
3: <laughs> just why you say that. I had a Benadryl, like, right before the game. And then I I took an energy drink to counteract the Benadryl. Like,
7: yeah, you got it. That Benadryl will knock you out, dude.
3: Yeah, it really yeah. Will. It.
7: Uh, but, Red Bull. Hey, how's baby Jackson doing? Is he okay?
3: Yeah, yeah. I posted the boy. I always post and delete him, but we took him to the doctor today. He's six months, and he's wow. uh, he's twenty pounds, so he's in the eighty fifth percentile for his. Yeah, brain. Hey,
7: you know it.
3: Yeah, and. Uh, he is 27 inches long, tall. Um, so he's or 28 inches tall, so he's in the 96th percentile for his height. And this kid's got a 17-inch head. That's 95th percentile. So he's been eating good, he's been sleeping good, he's he's bigger than all the other kids in the class, and uh, he's the cutest baby out there. We can't take him anywhere without somebody being like, oh, and I'm like, that's probably why I'm sick. Because everybody wants to hold him, everyone wants to take pictures with him. And he's just picking up all these germs because he's got this, like, drooly thing. And he's always, <laughs> like, wet. His hands are always slobbery. He's touching everything. I'm like, bro, you're bringing germs into the house.
7: Keep on feeding them, man. Let them, yeah, let them grow big. Yeah, he you know had his, gonna, he had his first banana
3: up. today. I don't eat bananas. I don't like bananas. Like, the consistency, the, like, the 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 shape. I don't eat bananas. He, he had his first banana today. He's eating oatmeal now. He there's no food he doesn't like. He's had peas, Good. butternut squash, apples, pears, everything he he, he likes. There's, there's nothing he doesn't like.
7: Beautiful. He's an eater. Hey, bananas are good. Potassium. Give him everything. That's all good stuff for him. No wonder he's growing up as a big boy. Keep it up, Keith. Keep it up. And mom, I'm sure, is doing a terrific job feeding him, too. Yeah, she's great.
3: My wife is a good mom. Uh, It's it's wild to see your college girlfriend turn into your fiancé wife and then the mother of your kid. It's like, I feel blessed. Take everything else away. Like, the fact that, you know, my girl that I picked when I was in school... Uh, I'm still rocking with, and, and she's great. She, she holds it down. That,
7: hey, that's awesome. My son is, got married his high school sweetheart. Wow. Okay? They're, it's hard oh, to do yeah. it. It's hard to do it, yep. especially in this day and Saratoga age. Saratoga High. They both went Saratoga High. They didn't go to prom together. They had a little tiff there. But then when he was at ND, she would go out to trips with us. You know, for football Wow, weekend. long distance? They held
3: together through long distance college? Yeah. That's crazy.
7: Oh, oh, the car ride back, Keith. She cried the whole 11 and a half hours. <laughs> 11 and a half hours nonstop crying. Her mom said, you can't do this to the Rosado. You're going to think you are nuts. You can't cry the whole time. Don't do that. It was like, so you know, you know uh, they had a thing for each other, right? Yeah, that's, that's love right there. That's great. Now, they have a Jackson. They have my, my grandson, Jackson, and my grandson, Peyton. How about those names for football names, okay? Solid. any Any sport,
3: names. whatever they play.
7: That They're playing them all. Baseball, football, basketball, and they're ballers. They're going to be scholarship kids. They're that good. Hey, it's the Rosado blood. Don't forget, Cus was my uncle. Mike Tyson is my cousin. Not through blood, but Cus ad- adopted Mike. And so he's my cousin, right? There you go. How about that, Keith?
3: How about it? All right, Rocco, we got to talk sports. Yeah, okay, I got
7: you on your Cowboys. Family. Your Cowboys, Audrey. Audrey, the kicker there, 15 straight field goals. He's a rookie kicker from ND. Yeah. He, came from, he didn't even play football at ND. He was a right. soccer player. I was How worried. About that?
3: I was worried. Um, I'm glad because we had Brett Maher, who was missing extra points in the first round. Of the uh, playoffs last year. This kid's been money. Yeah. Brandon Aubrey Graham. He's a dog.
7: All the dogs. He hasn't missed. And he was a soccer player. He didn't even play football at ND. Hey, you know ND. You're an athlete. You're an athlete in every sport there. Yeah. They're still
3: still partying off of beating Caleb Williams. They made Caleb Williams not look like he's hyped up to be. That's the guy that won the Heisman. That's the number one overall pick coming
7: up. They beat the snot out of USC from the first play to the last play. They totally dominated yeah. USC. And Caleb, not a number one pick or a Heisman trophy after that game.
1: Yeah,
3: they Come made him look, them look the pedestrian. Cute. They knocked him off a little bit, turned the ball over. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. When he comes to the NFL, it's not going to be easy Nuh-uh. if you end up on the He's Patriots or the Giants. <laughs> He's
7: too short, Keith. He's under six foot. They list him at six one, but he's definitely under six foot. In the NFL, he's only going to be able to throw through lanes. He's not going to see over those big linemen, you yeah, know? I don't he's know. Gonna he's going to have five find lanes. And you run in the NFL, you start getting clocked by those guys, you don't get up as quick. Right. So I don't, he's I not don't know. Run Buyer beware. Don't believe the hype. There's a lot of That's Caleb right. Williams hype. That's right. You said it. You said it. Don't buy the hype. Look at the reality of the situation. Great college player. I don't know how well it's going to translate to the NFL. That You got better QBs with arms, pocket passes. That's why, look, RG3, what happened to him? Running quarterback. Look at all the running quarterbacks. Eventually, they get hammered. They don't have 15-year careers like Aaron Rodgers, do they? Or or, or Brett Favre? No. No, because you got to be able
3: to throw from the pocket. you got to be able to run right. the defense.
7: Absolutely. It's, a, it's a rough game. It? It's a
3: rough game. Thanks for the call, Rocco. I just got to move the line along. That reminds me of something that Trevor Lawrence told Anthony Richardson, whose season is over because he was running the ball and took a hit. He literally said when the, when the Colts played the Jacksonville Jaguars, his quote to Anthony Richardson after the game was, hey, protect yourself. These hits in the NFL – they add up. It's not like college. Like, it's a long season. And Anthony Richardson's season is over. And I think he's played three games in his rookie year after being a top five draft pick. I can't imagine, bro. I tell people all the time, I don't I don't know how I played high school and college football. I'm so far removed, but it was painful every day. Like something is swollen on you. Your hands are swollen. Like you're getting tackled, your your elbow, your forearm, your shin, like not just like like tackle get hit, bruise and, and swell up, pain, but then you have like soreness from your muscles just being tied. Like I don't know, people that play football. I mean, they're trying to make the game safer, but yeah, if you're coming into the league trying to run the ball, uh, uh-uh, these guys take your head off. Let's go to Ted and Bellrose on the fan. Hello, Ted.
8: Hello there, Keith. How you doing, my man? Good. Thanks for calling. How are you? any time I appreciate you taking my call. First, let me just say AJ who called earlier. I'm on board with him actually that I think the great and very, very wily Aaron Rodgers will be playing. What what week did AJ it? say? What
3: week did he predict? I missed that. I wanted to put that down.
8: Did he did he give you us know a what? week I do not I I d I don't I don't remember, but I, I you know what this guy And and to correct me if I'm wrong, was there a release true diagnosis on his injury? Was it ruptured? Was it fully torn? Or is it sort of an ambiguous kind of in-between type of uh, diagnosis? I can go back to my notes, but
3: I heard BT and Sal talking about it. I think we all just ran and jumped to it's a ruptured Achilles full tear he's done without actually seeing that confirmed. Cause you can't, co- they didn't confirm it that night. Um, I can go back to my notes and see, I think Schefter broke the story and we know Rogers don't like Schefter. So uh, let me go to my notes and see if I have the, actual... Rogers,
8: Rogers doesn't like a lot of people. Yeah, he's yeah.
3: different, bro. He's out to prove everybody wrong, shut everybody up. And uh I wouldn't be surprised if it was a partial tear and, he played some kind of game where like they didn't get his medical records or exactly what it was. And then his procedure, which is a different procedure has him healed up faster.
8: Exactly. He's that type of, he's that type of player where he might've, first of all, medical privacy act does not allow anybody to disclose. Right. Um, You know, so that, that in itself kind of makes a lot of people wonder is this guy as seriously injured as people might think he is actually, but you know what? Let's enjoy the mystery and let's enjoy the ride because I tell you what, a three and three after six games uh, as a Jet fan, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. So, hey, let's let, we'll give it a go. But I, I, I want to make a point on what you said earlier about what you termed the NFL as the bonus NFL, or as I like to refer to as the National Fixed League. Um, I got to tell you, ever since... And I wish I could prove it. And, you know, somebody eventually will prove it. Ever since sports gambling has become mainstream in all sports, but especially in the NFL, there's no coincidence, Keith, that the amount of flags that are thrown on a game in, game out basis has increased dramatically. Yeah there is more control by the officials in the NFL than ever before. I mean, I missed those games back in the late 70s and 80s where, I mean, it was just true smash-mouth football. There wasn't anything about guys who didn't want it, who didn't know how to tackle. I mean, it was they left everything on the field. Now you look at all these guys in today's society of, of football and you say to yourself, what happened to this game? And Maybe it's become more popular. Why, Keith? because it's being bet on yep. bet on ad nauseum. I mean, you know, there isn't anything you can't bet. On. And I tell you what, what's even worse, and eventually it's gonna it's gonna ruin the NFL, more the fantasy aspect of the game than actually the point spreads and the money line. It's the fantasy when coaches can leave players out, when you know some high profile players who are expected to score a touchdown don't score a touchdown. I mean, this is, and you got 14, 15-year-olds who are talking about this, actually. We're we're going down a very serious and dangerous slope, uh, Keith. And um, anyway, that's what I really wanted to say. But uh, listen, I love listening to you late at night and just keep it up. And uh, God bless you and your family. And, uh, hey, we roll.
3: Thanks for the call, Ted. I'll take it from there. The the NFL is bogus if you really pay attention. We've all been paying attention, but we gloss over it. We just move on. You don't realize sometimes that every single play alters the game. They have made up new penalties. They have made up new rules. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't even touch them. There was a play tonight where Dak Prescott let the ball go, but because Derwin James continued... With his body moment motion and touch them, you absolutely have to lay off. It's incredible. This is tackle football. You know what I mean? Like when I grew up playing, you it was tackle football. It's supposed to be rough. You're gonna get hit. Buckle your chin strap. Now it's like, no, no, you can't touch these guys. No, you can't touch these guys downfield. Nope, don't hit him in the head. Why? Well, the CTE, and you know what? These guys are retiring with CTE, and they're suing the NFL, so we got to take that out of the game because the NFL doesn't want these lawsuits. And it is all about numbers, and that's why I said it's bogus because right now, with all the penalties, flag on a play, you can't watch a game. Flag, flag, like what is it? You don't even know. Blocking uh, or, or illegal block, illegal formation, too many men on the field, pass interference, defensive holding, roughing the passer, it's always something. And the games are low scoring this weekend. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head the scores. I know just from me betting, I'm like, damn, I should have hammered the unders. It's like they're not able to get in rhythm. They're not able to score because it's like, flag on a play, bring it back. Nope. Nope. Back it up. It's first and fifteen now. It's second and twenty five now. Like the NFL is bogus because these refs have so much control over the game. And they don't even know. In the Jets game, I was like, what the hell is this? They didn't call Jalen Hurts that stretch play. Like, they didn't call that a touchdown on the field. If you didn't call it a touchdown on the field and you like you go to review it and then you you review it and call it a touchdown, where do they do that at? How does that happen? It, no one put their two arms up on the field to signal touchdown. And then the Alan Lazard play, I'm like, come on. You can't do anything out there. That's not a blindside. You know what? My The people out there that have played football, if you've ever been ear if you've ever actually been blindsided, it sucks. It is literally, whoop, like you get hit and you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. That guy had a second or two to dodge him or a second or two to brace, brace for impact. We're getting soft. I feel like these refs are so quick to throw The flag, and no, I don't think it is as deep as some people like, oh, there's conspiracy theories. But I do think it's bogus with, with some penalties called and some plays missed. Darren Waller was clearly held in the end zone. That's a play to decide the game. If it's a foul, it's a foul. Call it. When we start the NBA, what do we say? You see the foul, call the foul. How do you see that and not call it? There is no makeup fouls or make-up penalties, or, oh, we can't give you another penalty because you just had one. No, it is that individual play. So, like, I don't think it's as deep as, like, oh, the NFL is conspiring and is scripted. But I always go back to how did the Rams get to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley the first time Sean McVay got there? They were playing in New Orleans. There was a clear pass interference. The guy decked the receiver, and they did not call it. How do you allow that? And that ended Drew Brees and that, uh, you know, Saints team's run. But, like, man, imagine being a Saints fan watching that. I'd hate the NFL. I'd be like, I can't watch this anymore. And sometimes I get like that. I'm like, I can't bet on this. I can't bet on this anymore because it's so, like, it's such nonsense. How do you know what to bet? These little things change the game so much. But that's just my uh, my NFL bogus rant. I got to do a deeper, like, deep dive in all the bogus things that change history and courses of games in the NFL. All right, I got one hour left. Let's take this break, and let me get as many calls in as I can. Keith McPherson on the fan reminder. I'll be on with a five-hour km to am tomorrow, and I'm starting to think like I'm not even booking guests because like I've been trying to book some guests, and some have been hit, some have been missed. I just like talking to you guys. I like taking calls. I like the callers that like can't get on during the day, like actually being able to get on my show. You guys can say whatever you want. Just be respectful. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's take this break. We'll be right back.